Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio and our last listener support special. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Well, our listener support campaign continues. You can support the show in a one-time basis at support.greatdetectives.net. You can also mail in a donation to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. That's P.O. Box 15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. You can also send a donation to... Uh, Zell to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Uh, if you do send along a one-time donation during our listener support campaign, we will be happy to send you an additional thank you gift. Uh, if you, you send along your iTunes uh, email address, we'll be happy to send you either one of Colonial Radio Theater's Father Brown Mysteries or uh, their Perry Mason Mysteries, or Zorro and the Pirate Raiders, with a donation of $25 or more. With a donation of $100 or more, if you're in the U.S. or in Canada, I'll be happy to go ahead and send you The Saint, either Seasons 1 and 2, or Seasons 3 and 4, starring the late, great Roger Moore as The Saint, and that's with a donation of $100 or more. You can also support us with an ongoing Patreon uh, contribution of as little as $2 or more per month at patreon.greatdetectives.net. Today is my second and final redo of a previous episode I really thought I could have done better on, and this is the only episode of Policewoman, which originally uh, appeared opposite the first uh, serialized uh, Johnny Dollar episode's uh, conclusion. So we're going to air this on its own. This is actually the only episode of this series in circulation. It's from Policewoman. And it's also the last episode of the series. The original air date, June the 29th of 1947. And this is The Case of the Scheming Bridegroom. Carter's Pills present... Policewoman! Tonight, the case of the scheming bridegroom, based on an episode in the career of Lieutenant Mary Sullivan for 35 years on the New York City Police Force. Uh, Lieutenant Sullivan? Yes? Uh, They told me to speak to you. Oh, who are you? Bianca Riazzo. And uh, what's on your mind? Uh, Well, you see, I... uh... I want to get married. Oh, and, uh, well, what you want is City Hall, young lady, not the police department. No, 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 I do not make myself clear. Apparently not. Well, you see, I want to get married, uh, so I read the ads in the Lonely Hearts magazine. Oh, here, see this advertisement? Oh, yes. Sounds like most of the others. Oh, no, this one is different. Then why don't you answer it? I should like to, only I'm afraid. Afraid? Afraid of what? This man who looks for a wife. I think he's a murderer. Before we continue with tonight's policewoman adventure, here is something we feel you should know about. If you're out driving and see a train coming, would you try to beat it to the crossing? Of course not. 
And friends, listen. Stop dosing your stomach with soda or alkalizers for indigestion if your trouble is irregularity. Instead, unblock your digestive tract for the real relief you want. For your real trouble is not in the stomach, but in the rest of the digestive tract, where 80% of your food is digested. And when the lower part gets blocked, food may fail to digest easily. Thus, for real relief, don't take soda or an alkalizer. You want something to unblock your lower digestive tract. Something to clean it out gently but effectively. Help nature get back on her feet. Get Carter's pills right now. Because taken as directed, Carter's pills gently and effectively unblock your digestive tract. This permits all five of nature's own digestive juices to mix better with your food. You get genuine relief from indigestion so you can feel really good again. Buy Carter's pills at any drugstore. And let Carter's pills unblock your digestive tract for real relief from indigestion due to irregularity. Now back to Policewoman, the case of the scheming bridegroom. Sergeant Clark. Yes, Mary? Earlier today, uh, Bianca Riazzo came in to see me. It seems she works as a maid in an apartment on Fifth Avenue. Oh, well, about six months ago, there was a cook in that house named Frida. Both girls began answering these lovelorn ads, you know, the ones that appear in certain magazines. Oh, sure, sure. Wife wanted, you mean, so forth? Yes. Well, Frida answered an ad and then left for California. Yes, and I can guess the rest of it, Mary. The man who sent for her was a crook who wanted to cheat her out of her life savings. Worse than that, Sergeant. Oh? Murder? Exactly. Now, Bianca gave me a full description, and I started calling the California police. I learned that a girl answering Frida's description was found dead in Newtown, California, about six months ago. Everything checks. Did they catch the killer? No. All they have are some fingerprints, which were left on Frida's handbag. Well, how come Bianca came to see you today? Well, last night she ran across another advertisement in this Lonely Hearts magazine. The ad was identical with the one that Frida answered. Oh, he shifted his operations from California to New York. Right. Does Bianca know that Frida's intended look like? Yes, Frida showed her a picture. That's all she knows. Well, there's the matter of the fingerprints. Yes, now, if I could get a sample... Mary, don't tell me. You're right, Sergeant. I need a husband desperately. So I'm answering that ad myself right away. Hello. Hello, Bianca. This is Lieutenant Mary Sullivan. Yes. I've received an answer. The man's name is Pete Milford. We have a date tonight at a bar at 2445 East 14th Street. You got that? Yes, at 8 o'clock. Now, I want you to come to that bar. If you recognize Milford, I want you to say, Very hot tonight, isn't it? You get it? Very hot tonight, isn't it? Tell you, Murray, you kind of surprised me. I never thought you'd be such a pretty one. <laughs> oh, Pete, you're not so bad yourself. Like I was telling my Uncle Shorty, don't mind if I get hitched now, and I don't mind if she's pretty. Your <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uncle Shorty? Who's he? Oh, he's my uncle on my ma's side. Oh. Before you and I can take the final steps, I guess Uncle Shorty's going to have to prove. Yeah, say, uh, uh, Pete, when we get um, hit, I mean, well, 
if and when we get married, where are we going to live, huh? Well, I'll tell you, Mary. I got a hunk of farmland out west. Soil's not so bad, but uh, needs improvements. Well, why haven't you made them? Got no money, Mary. Did you expect to get any? Well, I thought maybe uh, the gal that I married, she'd have the money. Oh. Do you mind if I ask you, Mary, uh, you going to contribute something? When we get to... Well, I mean, if and when we get hitched, huh? Why, well, um... Yeah, yeah, sure I will. Oh, I knew you were sweet, Mary. <laughs> hey, you know, I don't even have no picture of you. Well, I, I got a little one here, Pete, if you'd like it. Oh. Yeah, I'll get an enlargement made, huh? Swell. Let me see. It's uh, in my bag somewhere. Oh, yeah, here it is. Oh, that's mighty pretty, Mary. Yeah, it looks just like you. Now, give it back to me. Okay, but don't forget I want that enlargement. Sure. Oh, look, Pete, there's a friend of mine, a girlfriend. Hey, Bianca. Bianca, come here. Oh, Mary, imagine meeting you here. I want you should meet a friend of mine. Sure. In fact, uh, you might say uh, he's almost my fiancé. Oh, I'm so glad. Uh, Bianca, this here's uh, Pete Milford. Pete Milford? Glad to meet you. Likewise, I'm sure. Can you sit down with her? No, I, I must be going right away. Oh, come on, sit a while, huh? No, I can't. Uh, I'm not feeling too well. Uh, very hot tonight, isn't it? All right, Mary, give me the dope. I've just got a few seconds now, Sergeant, so listen carefully. Shoot. That picture of myself on your desk. Yeah. It's got Pete Milford's fingerprints all over it. Now, I want you to develop the prints and wire the complete set to Commissioner Williams, Newtown, California. You got that? Yeah. Have him wire back a report. Where will you be in the meantime? Well, I've got to meet Uncle Shorty. Who? Uncle Shorty. He lives out on Jamaica Bay. Now, now, cut it out, Mary. I know everyone in your family. There's no Uncle I Shorty. can't explain now, but after I see Uncle Shorty, I'll call you back. <laughs> Mighty likable gal there, Pete. I told you I can pick him up, Shorty. <laughs> oh, no, will you two stop that man talk? <laughs> well, I'm happy for both of you, Pete. If you want my blessing, you have it. Gee, thanks, Uncle Shorty. See, when you planning to tie up? Oh, pretty soon, maybe in a couple of days. Well, then why wait? How about eloping tonight? Yeah, I never thought of that. Uh, listen, Pete, you're heading back to the farm after the wedding, aren't you? Uh-huh. Well, then why don't you head out west tonight? I know a justice the peace across the state line. He'd marry in a minute. Then you go on the farm. Oh, Pete, that sounds so romantic. Yeah, I guess I like that idea. Only, uh, how do we do our traveling? I got a station wagon, ain't I? Look, Mary, you head back to your house and get ready. And come out here to Jamaica Bay. Around 8 tonight, I'll get the car in condition, take you and Pete the parson. Well, that sounds fine on the, uh, I think we'd better make it tomorrow night. You see, uh, Pete here, he's gonna need some money for his farm. And, well, I got the money for him, but... Except in, uh, it's in the bank, and that's closed now. Oh, I get you. Yeah, in the morning, I'll draw the money out. <laughs> what do you got to say to that, Pete? Mary, all I got to say is that things are working out mighty fine. Hello, Sergeant. This is Mary Sullivan. Where were you all day yesterday, Mary? Well, uh, just so happens I was out at Jamaica Bay, and, uh, oh, by the way, I'm going back there tonight. 
You see, uh, Pete Milford will be with me tonight, and uh, I expect the payoff. What? Yeah, now listen. The address is 47 Front Street. You got that? Yeah. It's way out in Brooklyn. It's a lonely spot, just the house and water. That is, in case you're interested. Oh, sure, I'm interested. But listen, Mary, I've got news, too. Oh, you have? Go ahead. Got a report from California this morning. Well, don't keep me in suspense. The fingerprints found on the dead girl are not Pete Milford's. Mary. Mary, you still there? Yes. Yeah, I'd kind of expected something else. Yeah, I know you did. Still going to keep that date with Pete? Yeah. Oh, this is a setback, I admit, but I can't drop Pete until I'm sure. It's nice out here near the bay in the twilight, ain't it, Mary? You know, I, uh, I thought your Uncle Shorty was going to be waiting with his car. Uncle Shorty went down the road for a while, pick up some tools. Oh. I'm, uh... Kind of glad we're alone. Yeah? Because we're going to be married. I think there's something you ought to know, Mary. Oh, what's that, Pete? Well, you see, I'm not much for book learning, Mary. In fact, I can hardly read and write. Well, I wouldn't hold that against a man. I. Wait a minute. You say you can hardly read or write? Yeah. I hope it makes no difference. Then who put that ad in the magazine and answered my letter, huh? Well, that, that that was my Uncle Shorty's doing. Now, Pete, listen to me carefully. Did you ever advertise for a wife before? Huh? No. You didn't advertise six months ago, get an answer, and ask the girl to come to California? No, not me. I ain't never been in California. What? Well, you can trust me, Mary. Well, now, Pete, I've got something to tell you. You see, I happen to be a policewoman. What? And I want to know the truth. Were you in California six months ago? No, no, Mary, not me. My, my Uncle Shorty was, but not me. I, you I, don't, don't you know enough to keep your trap shut? Uncle... Keep your hands up, policewoman. You know too much mm, now. Very smart scheme you cooked up, Shorty. Six months ago, you placed an ad in a magazine under your nephew's name. It was answered by a girl named Frida. She came out west, and you murdered her for a saving. Save your breath, copper. You knew the blame would point to Pete. So what? I'll kill you both and blow this town. We have other ideas, Shorty. Oh. out cold, Sergeant. Yeah. Lucky I didn't forget the address of this place. I was right outside. I saw and heard it off. Hey, is that the guy who's been courting her? Yeah, that's me. Now, oh, Pete, looks like you lost a wife. Yeah, but we caught a murderer. In just a moment, Mary Sullivan in person will tell you more about tonight's policewoman case. In the meantime, does your underarm deodorant really protect you and your clothes from offending others? Or are you half safe? Or are you half safe? Don't be half safe. Be arid safe. Use arid to be sure. No other deodorant tested. Only arid stops your perspiration and deodorizes you so completely yet so safely. Only new wonderful arid protects you these three ways. One, arid really protects you from offending. Two, arid really protects your clothes from offending and from stains by stopping perspiration. Three, creamy arid is safe for your skin and clothes. Gentle, antiseptic. More nurses use arid than any other deodorant. Don't be half safe. Don't be half safe. Be arid safe. 
Use arid to be sure. To be sure. To be sure. And now, here is Mary Sullivan. Pete Milford was found to be the innocent dupe of his uncle and released. Uncle Shorty was executed for the vicious murder he committed. This is the last program of our current series, and I want to thank my many listeners from coast to coast for their kind letters of interest and hope they've enjoyed the show as much as I have. Until we meet again on the air, this is Lieutenant Mary Sullivan saying au revoir. Thank you, Mary Sullivan. This program, as well as all other programs of the series, was based on an episode in the career of Lieutenant Mary Sullivan for 35 years on the New York City Police Force. This is Dick Dunham speaking. In the dramatic portion of tonight's Policewoman case, leading roles were played by Betty Gard and Walter Vaughn. Policewoman is a Phillips H. Lord production. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Hi, this is Andrew from otrwesterns.com. I wanted to invite you to come take a look at our site where we put out podcasts of old-time radio westerns. Check us out at otrwesterns.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old-Time Radio with Adam Graham. Now let's get back into the show. Welcome back. Well, a very interesting series, uh, tantalizingly so. I did think that the uh, dupe in this case was just a little bit too much into the idea of marrying a woman to invest in his uh, business ventures. Uh, you got to learn the difference between a wife and an investor. That's generally a good idea. But I enjoyed the episode, and I really wish there were more of this series. Uh, it's such a unique uh, program for many reasons. Uh, it was a program that was a true crime show focused on the uh, exploits of a single person. You know, you had gangbusters, and this is your FBI, where you have some cases that are taken from official files, but this one, it's all about this one uh, woman's adventures as a police officer. And Lieutenant Mary Sullivan definitely had just an amazing career. She uh, joined the police force as a widow who was struggling and became a police matron and worked her way up to becoming a detective and into the homicide department and getting to be a lieutenant. Uh, these are just amazing accomplishments for a woman of her day. And such a trailblazer with so many uh, great uh, real stories. I found out she wrote an autobiography, and I am curious to track that down either through purchasing or interlibrary loan. Uh, so I can definitely see 
why uh, they would make a series about her, even though this was really rare. I mean, the people that they made series about who were real-life characters as the bases, the ones I can think of are either uh, people from the Old West, like Wild Bill Hickok, uh, Babe Ruth, of course, who was just a mythic figure, and pretty much everything in the adventures of Babe Ruth didn't actually happen at all. Uh, so to have a police, uh, woman and have her be the center of the series was really unique. Plus it was produced by, uh, Phillips Lord, who was famous as the producer of Mr. District Attorney and Gangbusters. So this had some uh, major backing behind it, as well as a pretty solid star, uh, both, uh, on screen and also on Broadway. Now, when I first did this episode, it was opposite a uh, Johnny Dollar where we were wrapping up the McCormick matter. And the way that I did the Johnny Dollar serials was that I did uh, it on three days. Monday, uh, two episodes of Johnny Dollar, episodes one and two usually. And then Wednesday, two episodes, episodes three and four. And then I would wrap it up and you'd have episode five combined with uh, something else. Uh, because we, I kind of decided we'd go ahead and play a lot of our 15-minute programs, whether it was the Carter Brown Mysteries or Manhunt or what have you. And initially, I actually matched the Johnny Dollar episode and had that play, part five of Johnny Dollar, play after uh, I had uh, played the... Uh, episode of the other program. And I got a lot of complaints with people uh, not liking uh, the fact that uh, we were playing the other thing uh, first. So subsequent to that, we ended up reversing it where part five of Johnny Dollar was played and then we played Carter Brown or whatever. Uh, but uh, this, this one I don't think got uh, perhaps listened to or appreciated because people were waiting for the Johnny Dollar episodes. So I think this is definitely worthwhile and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed uh, bringing it to you once again. All right. Well, that will actually do it for today. A uh, reminder, listener support campaign continues. You can support it on a one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net. And uh, among the items that we do have available as a thank you gift, if you send along a donation of $50 or more, uh, we'll gladly send you the complete series of Decoy. Decoy is a series where we played some of the episodes that were in the public domain, but not all of them are in the public domain, and a lot of them haven't circulated before. This collects all 39 episodes. It follows Beverly Garland playing policewoman Casey Jones. It's some great entertainment, and we'll be happy to send it to you with a donation of $50 or more. If you're in the U.S. or Canada, full list of available thank you gifts at support.greatdetectives.net. But that will do it for now. Join us back here tomorrow for Nightbeat. And uh, in the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.